sensory deprivation recently we did and that was great i had a wonderful experience we I'm don't have to spend too much it. time talking about the you know i didn't even intro the podcast yet oh yeah. <laughs> you can always intro it hey hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the bad sex podcast i am your host krista and i'm here with a very special guest unprecedented in the history of the bad sex podcast i'm here with a man that i have actually had Bad sex with? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Very good sex with. Um, we're gonna call him Tempe. Hi, Tempe. Hello. How you doing? Fantastic. You wanna tell him why I'm calling you Tempe? Yes. Um, why am I calling you Tempe? We, you're calling. Temp as in temporary. Yes. Because we we set up a sort of unique arrangement mm -hmm. where we decided to see each other for a month. A month. Yes. And yes. to call it after that month. Yes. And to see what that experience would be like. Um, and to be uh, monogamous during that time was something that we agreed upon. Yep. And yeah, we decided that after I think our second date. Mm -hmm. And for me, this, you know, the sex was getting good and intimate. And I don't like having intimate relations with people and, and be in some sort of, you know, not have good communication. So I wanted good communication. I wanted some clarity. I wanted to really, you know, but I'm also, for whatever reason, that was what I was interested in trying. So. Uh, I presented that, and you said fuck no. I did say no. I yeah, said no said, initially. Yeah. Well, I said I said I think this doesn't sound like something that's going to be for me. Is what I said. Yeah, and then that was. Fair. I thought about it. And I wanted to, you know, yeah, I wanted to be fair and communicate openly and not mess around. So. Yeah, yeah you got you guys hear this? You guys hear a man who can communicate, <laughs> even if he communicates some bullshit. Is right. Hey, just whatever it is that you need to say or want to say. Figure out how to say it and just put it out there. Absolutely. Like, see where it goes. I think that's really important. And I was at that same period also wanting some clarity and some communication as to what was going on, what you were looking for. So we're on the same page in that sense. Maybe not in the moment on the same page of the temporary situation. Yeah. It definitely sounded, it was a new one. Right. Never heard of that before. And it's not something that you've, you've done similar things before in the past. Right. I've had relationships that were not, not nothing as defined, nothing yeah. ever this defined and this mm -hmm. really like communicated this clearly and thoroughly. Um, and you know, so no, nothing like this clear. I've had, yeah. you know, uh, small, short term relationships with people that were meaningful to me, Yeah, you know, where we do meaningful things and yeah, that's, that was great too. And I'm happy to have those and I, and I like those and I like, you know, relationships that are meaningful. I don't like frivolousness oh, absolutely. invading my, it's like, well, just because I'm not ready to date for marriage doesn't mean that I should date for meaninglessness. Right. You or know? not date at or all. Or not date at all. For sure. Right. Not date. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think, I, I just think, think that there's like a combination of um, interests that people have, especially in their twenties, early twenties, you know, and, and um, our system doesn't give them a lot of leeway and like their options. It's like our, 
I don't even call it a system, but our cultural system yes. has its limitations Current on dating. what people think relationships can be. Even in a place like LA, I mean, obviously there's like polyamory. And I think it really hit my ether like maybe five years ago. Polyamory? Polyamory. Do you feel like yeah. you're, that's something you would lean towards? No, I don't think so. Not really, but I'm just saying. You're the one that requested monogamy. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, no, I don't think so for me, polyamory, but yeah. I'm just saying like generally like as far as like having more options in the, in the, you know, in the lexicon that people could actually right. tap into and say, oh, wait, it this is a way right. I could have my relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, like, you know, I think, yeah, so that hit the lexicon for me anyway, like five years ago. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's out there and, you know, but yeah, what are the, what are these, are there other mainstream ways that people can have meaningful relationships um, or healthy, let's say healthy, even if meaningfulness isn't primary. I think healthiness is, is really primary. So I agree. I think there's, you know, I saw in college just a lot of people having sex all the time with strangers, mm -hmm. having bad experiences, yep. not being able to have sober sex, which is just really, yeah. like, I know a lot of people who are adult people who can't have sober sex. It's yeah. like, if you can't have sober sex, you might not be an adult yet. I really don't know if you're an adult. That's real. You know? I, I met someone like that. It was like a never have I ever situation. We've known them for a while. We're all playing never have I ever. And he just goes, never have I ever had sober sex. And like the pause in the room was so uncomfortable because we're all like, what? <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. This guy was like me, almost 30. Wow, wow. When he said, and I, I was so upset for him. <laughs> I was really upset for him because I, it just made me feel like, okay, you're clearly just only having these like surface level experiences you've never experienced, like real intimacy. Yeah. You can't really do that exclusively drunk. It can happen while you're drunk, but like, yeah. exclusive, like if you're only exclusively having sex with people when you're under the influence of something. Yeah, after the bar, after the day. Yeah, yeah and it's not, it's, it could be fun, but it's not, I don't know. You're missing out on a whole like spectrum of feeling, I think. Yeah. No, Sex is way better sober. Well, hi. I'm always hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. I think, yeah. I think just being able to have someone that you can have a conversation with after is a prerequisite for doing the thing in the first place. And, um, yeah, and that you like that. even even like I said, there's plenty of people who aren't exclusively having non you know yeah. sober sex, but there's I think a lot of people could say that more than half of the time, you know. Yeah, and it's like I mean it's really common for single people. Yeah, and if it's not, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily an issue. It's not because I understand it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, if you're single and you're like not seeing anyone consistently, and you know you're going out a lot and this and that. And I see why, like, more than half of your sex would be, yeah. yeah. Me, I don't really like one night stands or anything like that. I've already expressed that on the podcast multiple times. It's not really for me. Yeah. I need, like, a level of intimacy in order to even enjoy the sex. So, I know that's why I followed my own advice to you guys. I always tell you guys to wait one date before you have sex with someone. And I did. Waited one day. <laughs> you tried to have sex with me, though. Did I? Kind of. Yeah. On the first date. Okay. In your apartment. You don't okay. remember that? Or you weren't actually trying to have sex with me? I'm not sure. What was this the situation? Was, this was after the park. Yes. And we drove back to your apartment. Uh -huh. And I pretty much just told you, I'm not going to have sex with you. Oh, yes. But it was like getting hot and heavy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think my roommate came in. Right. But then he left. Yes. Yeah. And so then you were like, oh, but I was like, I'm still not going to have sex with you. Yes. And then you said that over here. Yeah, I did say that the next time. Yeah. And then I did have sex Did with you? you? Yeah. I okay. Did. I did have sex with you that time. Yeah. I mean... I was feeling it, whatever. It was fun. It was fun. And it has been fun since. It's been great. This has been such a good month. This is very interesting. This is very 
out of the norm for me. Yeah, I think for most people, I don't think. Yeah. I think this is not a conventional thing. I'm very unconventional. This is very unique. Yeah. And and I think cur- courageous. I, oh. I applaud you for your courage oh. in diving into this. Thank the madman like myself. You're crazy. I'm a wild wild person. No, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Sagittarius, guys. That should tell you all you need to know. Is that? Is yes. That, yeah. It's definitely consistent. That sums it all up. This sums it all up. That's it makes too bad. perfect fucking sense. That's too bad. Yeah, so I'm I'm encapsulated by that and I can't escape it. Nope. So, so you might as well just I've i yeah, I've given into that a long time ago. Absolutely. But yeah. So yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, I guess put some structure to my madness, you know, some organization to my chaos. You know? Yeah. So, so that's and sort so, of part of this experiment is. I think I think we did that. I think it so. It definitely was a big uh I was saying to you earlier, a big leap of faith to do this with you because I've had such, I don't want to say negative, emotionally overwhelming experiences mm. in the past and had issues like letting go of things once they ended. And yeah, that was, those are struggles for me. And so on one hand, I want to get better at it. And I, before this month started, felt like maybe this was a way for me to try to get better at that. But on the other hand, I was like, but I could also just like at the end of this month still be really fucking bad at it and it could be a disaster so it was a risk. Well, here we are. Here we are. I don't know at the end of the month. This yeah, is our last. This is our last moments. Moments together of, of, of having a romantic relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like next time I see you, we will be non-romantic individuals. Platonic individuals. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Know. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to see you next. I know. Yeah, because I'm I'm flying out of town. Yeah, he's leaving. Um, yeah, so I'm flying out of town tomorrow, and this also is the end of our month. Mm-hmm. And so it all coincided. Did you have that in mind when you brought up the time period? No. no. Yeah, not necessarily. I wasn't thinking about the fact that I was leaving. Yeah. I didn't even know I was going to leave. My, my life is just so ragtag right now. And this 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 sort of overall season of my life, just balancing career and other aspirations, as you know, of, of my life. So, yeah, yes. I'm all over the place. I'm yeah. flying and out and been back and forth in L.A. and other cities. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big wild party right now so to have something meaningful in the the midst of all that storm was something that i'm very happy to have i'm so grateful for it you know so thanks that was very such a special experience you have a lot of artwork we made we went through a lot of protests together we did we protested together that's like iconic it's iconic yeah it's pandemic and yeah so so how do you feel here at the end of the month you know like you said it could have went either way could have gone either way i think it might be somewhere in the middle i'm still me at the end of the day i'm still just a person that loves really hard yeah and i don't i think at first i was hoping i'd be able to prevent that but what i think of what it really was was me learning how to feel that anyway and not lose control that's what it turned into me learning how to do so it's not that i was able to like stop myself from catching feelings but i do feel like i have a healthy view of this ending because maybe one I knew it was going to end from the start so I could frame it that way the entire time but two I can acknowledge that I got a lot out of this and it doesn't have to last forever in order for this to have been something really positive yeah and so it doesn't feel like as much of a loss as other breakups have I don't even know if I call this a breakup we I don't think we ever like phrased it like that yeah but it just doesn't feel like that this time which i think is exciting for me because now i know like okay so i'm not just gonna like lose my shit every time a relationship ends great 
Glad I know that now. Yeah. That's good. Because it was preventing me from getting into them. So I was like, if I'm just going to lose my shit when they end, then what's the point? Which was yeah. sad for yeah. someone who, like I said, loves as hard as I do. Yeah. So you were sort of afraid to get out there. Yeah. Put yourself out there. Exactly. Because you were afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sad. I'm going to yeah. miss you a lot. You should I was crying earlier. I'm not going to pretend I wasn't. But it feels healthy. I don't really know how best to describe it. No, yeah, I think I think uh, healthy is just all I'm trying to go for these days anyway. Mm-hmm. With all types of relationships and every aspect of life. A relationship with my own body, my own health, my own mind, my own relationship with other people, my yeah. career, uh, my studies, all this stuff. So, yeah, healthy is... I'm glad to hear that adjective, I guess. You yes. Know? Um, and I think... Yeah, I think, like I said, there's a potential opportunity to um, look for more of this, to try to put a, you know, small dent into the world of, like, an awareness of different types of ways to have healthy relationships yeah. that don't have to be necessarily dating for marriage. Yeah. Necessarily, you know, uh, I think that's the big one, really. It's like dating for marriage and the expectation of, you know, engagement and proposal and i mentioned to you like i live in germany and like they don't marry really that's not yeah. a big part of their ethos right it's not like they you know dream of you know getting married at 15 it's gonna be the best day of my life <laughs> you know it's like it's just not even part of the psyche in some mm-hmm. sense you know and um i mean you know who knows how the wall and whatever they were going through dealt with that right, right. like my guy the guy i'm telling you about specifically was 50 so he had grew up before the wall came down he was already yeah. an adult in 89 that's why Berlin came down. He was in, like, so my 20. sister was born. That's crazy. Yeah, so we were like twenty when the wall came down. So yeah, these people had full lives before the wall came down and full, fully articulated like cultural norms. Um, so I'm not sure how much that plays a part in it, and how far back that goes, and what that whole thing has to do with everything. Right. Just knowing that there's a litany of ways to have relationships, and yeah. if if what we present, I think the very key, like we talked about, is just that communication. Whatever it is that you, you know, if you want to try some shit and you're a creative type. Like me, I'm a very creative person. Mm-hmm. You can create new cultural norms yeah. within like a pocket of one other person. You know, you and one other person, you try whatever you want. Literally whatever you, know? you make. And I think that was really important for me to experience because I was putting so much pressure on every interaction even. Not even every relationship, every interaction. I was putting so much pressure on it that it was like impossible for them to progress under like the pressure I was putting they were just getting like crushed or I was getting prematurely disappointed in them. I'm like, yeah, you don't, you're not living up to husband potential yeah. for every dude. I would even just like speak to for five yeah. minutes. <laughs> Hello. But, nice to meet you. And, oh, 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 not, not good enough. Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, Next. literally I was doing that though. And it was sad. I didn't want to be brushing people off like that because I had a feeling that there were things I could get from experiencing more people, but I just like didn't really know how to bridge that. And so now I kind of see, like, there's benefit in experiencing people for some time. It doesn't have to be forever. Like, I don't... I'm sad this is ending, and this both felt really long and really short at the same time. But I don't regret it at all, like, just because I feel sad now. Like, this was amazing. This was fun and, like, transformative. I got a lot of confidence from this. There's, like, so many different things I got. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. Had a lot of great sex. Yeah. Like, how, why would I regret that? Just because it isn't, like, a forever situation. Like, it doesn't make sense to me now, but before I met you, that was my the way I was thinking. Yeah. Which is that, so interesting. That was the bar, yeah. Yeah. It was, like, championship or bus. Right. 
you know? Yeah. He's like, and I like, you know, how many things do you miss out on along the way if you're like only looking for that? Yeah. Because there's only so many people that can be that for you, but there's but right. there's so much else you can experience, so much else people can be for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And like, if you can take some sort of time with someone and have a trusting thing that's healthy, that that can be a very powerful way to spend your time. Versus like, like I said, like one, you know, the comparison being like frivolous one night stands. And, yeah. And, you know, one-offs and very superficial, you know, you know, when, you know, string, merry carousel of individuals that you're right. having encounters with. Carousel. You know, is that how you describe it? Yeah. This was, Were you having a carousel? This carousel of individuals you're having encounters with that you, <laughs> you know what I mean? That you don't even, you don't even know at all. But like, yeah. have a real thing at all. Like, no. Yeah. Let's talk about communication. How, mm-hmm. when did you learn to communicate so effectively because you are probably one of the best communicators I've ever been with. So when did you learn how to do that? Most men, in my experience, are very, very bad at it. Yeah. Of just being clear. Yeah. Well, you know, I say this. I wasn't, you remember when I was first dropping it and I was first saying you, That's true. It was you hard. Clear. It was not easy to try. Why was that pitch. hard? I don't know. It's just a hard thing to pick because I was, I was afraid you say no and I really want to do it. That's part of it. Like you're just afraid of being rejected from it. Yeah. I knew it was so. I knew it was original in a sense. Right. It was creative. It was original. It wasn't part of the norm. And there's just so many ways that I couldn't even foresee that a person might get offended by that. That a person yeah. might, you know, or just say no. But like whatever. I don't know. It just felt. It was just a hard thing to put out there for, for a lot of reasons, I guess. Um, so I did beat around the bush a while. You did. Out, you I, did. I, I, I was like, the fuck is this man talking about? Fuck it, spit uh, it out. Like, I, <laughs> You know, it's funny. The Four Agreements is a good one. Yeah. As far as like the four being impeccable with your book. word. Yeah. Yeah. So being impeccable with your word and like just as far as communication goes. Yeah. Um, I think very recently in the last few years of my life, I just, I, I don't know. I had this desire to want to be a you know, forthright noble person. Yeah. And not, you know, I don't like breaking yeah. people's hearts. Yeah. You know, and actually, I broke someone's heart, like, years ago. I had, you know, a long relationship, like, three, four years, mm-hmm. and eventually that didn't end well, and even years after, it was still, like, you know, like, we, it was a, a fine sort of mutual, like, I was 21 by the time it ended. And yeah. It was still like, yo, very young. I was like, I'll marry you now, or I leave, was where I was at. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to marry you now. So, what do we do? I really love you, but I don't want to just, like, have this from 17 to 21 and then keep calling me my only thing you know right it was like that's it was, tough it that's kind of what happened with my young, first relationship especially with too. all the cultural signals around us too like right you know, you're in college you're supposed to be on the carousel yeah like, you're not supposed like, to you know yeah rap music and that's what they say and like, it was like yes like, yeah, so they wanted to you know um and i didn't want to not have some experiences and then regret later i don't want to be 20 seven and married and be like regretting yeah. this person that I didn't try experiences with other people or some shit. I didn't want to. It's like, hey, if it's meant to be, it'll come back. Something like that. Um, but yeah, ever since then, um, I've been cognizant of communication mm-hmm. and not wanting to be some, you know, fucking asshole or whatever and be clear with people's time and precious with people's hearts and, you yeah. know, like all that shit matters. Like these are people's spirits and this is a sacred place that we listening? live in as Y'all human listening? beings in the universe, right? <laughs> like, this isn't, you know, something to just stop on. This is something you can really, especially if you take your whole life like that, then it's, like, awesome all the time. You yeah. Know? It's always, like, a sacred place. So, anyway, within that, I still was not communicating as clearly as I thought I was after my most recent experience. Mm. And 
so that that sort of uh, I felt and I still feel as though I communicated pretty well with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like talks of like contracts and like contracts. Yeah, like con- a contracted relationship. Yes. Yeah, that was t- exactly right. Head turn. What? This is the, uh, the dog head turn. <laughs> I, just, I just I got. did a little tilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, for everybody who can't see. No? <laughs> so this dog head turn. Right? Wait, 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 wait. And, and that was sort a of the, the reaction I got from, from her as well. You you pitched a contract. I did. Not like you need with clarity. What's, what's, Not, it was just like it was it was one of these beat around the bush pitches, really, and it was just like out there as like one option that we could take. It was like maybe we do a contract or like. Like, what do you mean a contract? I mean, we just sort of lay out, like, yeah. and, and this is from somebody else who has a podcast um, who does, like, relationships or something like that, and, and she talked about all these alternatives to relationships. Yeah. And we had had a talk at, like, a, um, I want to say a Halloween, Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, maybe, party, something like that. Some some party I heard, and, you know, a Hollywood party, and, and, you know, I talked to this person, and she had a podcast, and she, this was the conversation we are having, and she's like, yeah, I was dating a person, um, and we decided to be friends with benefits. Okay. Contractually, month to month, and we would check in, right? But that meant no sleepovers. That meant no this, no that. Some of this, some of no dates. Yeah. No sleepovers. No, right? Right. Strictly friends with benefits. That's what they had agreed to for their contract, and they would check in after a certain amount of time because sometimes it's hard to say you want to let go. Right. Sometimes it's hard to really say that and to have a place where you can healthfully check in. It's like, motherfucker, say it now. Like, here's your, here's we've put up we've. We've created an opportunity for right. you to for be truthful because I don't want you to be in a thing that you can't speak about leaving. Yeah. And you don't either. Nobody Agreed. wants that. Nobody, Nobody wants, wants to waste that, that time. Nobody so, wants but also to be with someone who secretly doesn't want to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody wants that shit. I mean, some people do. Some people like, I don't yeah. But Yeah, that's true. But, but like, generally speaking, yeah. in a healthy mind, I think we almost all agree that it's not a healthy place to be to want to have somebody there who doesn't want to be with you. Exactly. Right? It's like, you, you obviously want that. You mm. want that requited love. Yes. Right? And Reciprocation. It's like, yeah. So, so anyway, she had had this friends with benefits contracted relationship and it was very like, rules are set up, no sleepovers, mm. no dates, just sex, just like leave by this time, every, you know what I mean? Like no leave. And it was very clear for them and they kept going and at, after a certain point, I think one of their check-ins, they talked about doing more. She was like seeing other people and Dana because it, was, it wasn't a monogamous either. Right. So they were out being LA people. Mm. But it's like you realize like, you know, as LA as you want to be like, we're still like these human things we've evolved over 200,000 years in a completely different terrain. So it's like, you can try like to use your, you know, mind to make up all these wild things, but you might fuck your heart up on, along the way. Exactly. Right? You might end up exactly. being like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. You know, like why is things not working? So, so anyway, um, eventually they ended up like really? they're, they're dating now, but now they date with very specific rules and check-ins and like all that shit as well. You know, that sounds kind of exhausting. No, it may be. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what mystery brings in the exhaustive mystery. You know, like that's true. What's, what? How exhausting is the suspense of not knowing or the poor communication rumbling amongst most relationships with people who claim to be full-fledged adults? Right. It's like and who like can't even talk to each other about. <laughs> What they actually wow. do. <laughs> they grow people and they just talk to each other like Charlie Brown. Or <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, we can fuck and have sex and, like, watch movies. And but you can't ask. the movie, you're thinking, like, what I don't want to break up with this person. Right. It's like, well, there's no space for that in some typical in some typical relationships. Right. So, you know, that was just what she had presented. And I finally, like, talked to somebody who I thought, I was like, yeah, I thought, I was thinking, like, maybe you go through your 20s and you have, like, you know, a handful of people. Not a lot, but a handful of people that like you have you have had meaningful things with that mm-hmm. you can look back. Oh, so 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 like you know maybe as an adult person that wouldn't be so 
off the wall if you and other adults had people like that in your past. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I got, yeah. Oh, my so-and-so was like John, and John was great, and I also had Marcus, and that one wasn't as fun, whatever. Right. Whatever right. So anyway, after that had happened, the, the, the shorter long, this is just me trying to answer the, the one of my communication became this. Yes. Book, right? So yes, just that's so the clear about the question <laughs> that I'm still on. Yes. That I'm like long way going mm-hmm. to answer. No, it's all right. Um, I'm used to your yeah, winding yeah. journey. Just, just to make sure I bring cohesion to yep. the, the, the conversation. So anyway, um, I was halfway like starting to like see this person like, you know, August of last year, mm-hmm. something like that. But okay. then I had to come out here and do a project called Party Your Mouth. Watch Party in Your Mouth. Party in Your Mouth. Yeah, it's Wait. a game show, cooking show called Party in Your Mouth. Where can it be watched? Um, I don't know. You plug in. It's, you plug in. I was trying to plug. Yeah, but no, it's like it's something we produce, and I'm very proud of it. Blah blah blah. I'm, yeah. I'm not here to plug Party in Your Mouth, so whatever. He's anyway. a writer, producer, director. Guy. I guess that'll give That's part of me who I could be away. Yeah. But anyway, um, mm. so I came and did a. I did a. I had to come out here and do a show, and I did that from for like three months, from September till you know Thanksgiving, uh, early okay. December. And I had this Friendsgiving conversation. Oh, okay. And I was like, cool, I met this person and we had this Friendsgiving conversation. I'm like, that's what I can bring back to this thing that I'm dealing with here with this other relationship. You know, okay. This person is interesting, um, you know, kind of, but I'm also not sure if I want to, you know, date for marriage yet or whatever. Um, so anyway, once we started, once I, I was communicating with her different things, I was being pretty good with communication. But eventually when it didn't work out, and then it was cool with us. We were good. We ended on good terms. We were good. It was still healthy. But then there was like a period of like calling back in and like having conversations and conversations going well. Okay. And conversations going well for her was still confusing, even though I had made my position clear. Yeah. And I can understand yeah. her perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. If you have a romantic connection with someone, it's hard to all of a sudden have to reframe that. And if you reach back out, a little bit later and you still feel that connection it's still like clearly there it's hard then to be like yeah but it's still not there yeah but yeah, it is yeah, there. you yeah. still feel it yeah, so you, it, you kind of i don't know it's easy to convince yourself that like that means anything more than the fact that you guys just have a good connection it's, yeah, it's easy, great chemistry. yeah it's exactly yeah. it's easy to convince yourself it's more than just having great chemistry with someone which but, is part but, of but why having great chemistry isn't trivial no, that. it's absolutely not. It's for me, especially. It's it's big and it's not frequent. It's rare. So, I fully understand where she was coming from, and you told me about her, kind of, not much detail, but I was like, "This is me in a, in a month." I was like, "He's just telling me about me in a month." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm about to be this bitch, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think I am. I I that's part of why. I mean, we haven't really discussed our plan. For after today. For yeah, conscious uh, untangling. Or for conscious about. uncoupling. Yeah, yeah, Gwyneth like so Paltrow, thank you, know, you for no, that. But I'm, uh, um, I'm my yoga girl on. But yeah, I think, I think part of me wants to avoid communicating for a while because I know we're still going to have incredible chemistry yeah. every time we talk. Yeah. It's like, do I really need like that reminder when I can't really like be with you in that way? Like, yeah. mm, I don't think so. And that's new for me to even... Like, well, you told me you had a situation like that where you broke up with someone, and every time you called, they were still receptive. Yes, and they're being receptive. <laughs> Y'all was... know all about that. <laughs> My ex boyfriend, again. <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, I you told me about this, yeah, after, I told you that off the yeah. record of the podcast, yeah, yeah. And it was just, I mean, <clears throat> that's a situation that only ended kind of recently, but it was like two years of 
not being together but then getting convinced that there was still like an opening for it just because we have chemistry which just doesn't really disappear it just like doesn't really go away chemistry like i've chemistry with really anyone that i've ever felt it with still yeah pretty much that works. and so it's just like that doesn't go away so that doesn't necessarily mean you have to like stay with them be with them yeah but i had convinced myself that that's what that meant especially because it's just like not a frequent thing i feel yeah and it just caused so much turmoil and pain in my mid-20s like my whole i can like i can like quantify my mid-20s with this like monumental heartbreak yeah that lasted like almost three years like that is that defines that period oh my i do not need another one yeah i don't have no interest yeah. in another one and that doesn't mean i'm not going to talk to you right. like ever again but I just, I really don't want a situation where I start to, like, create a narrative in my head yeah. that isn't true. Yeah. Just because we have great conversation. Yeah. So, that could have been why this last person that you yeah, did this think, with. And I think, like, yeah, yeah. I think um, people, some people have well, a tendency to um, follow narrative trails of feelings versus words. Yeah. And it's like. No matter what I said, right, that was sort of the undercurrent. Yeah. And eventually, it would double back to the the entire original setup, and like that's where I was still the person to blame for that. Yeah. In her eyes, to some extent, you know, I could say I don't think that's totally true or whatever. Yeah. And, and the, the, but but the point is, after that situation, it made me say, okay, well, I have to be fucking even clearer in my communication. Right. Right. Like. Right. I have to be absolutely stunningly clear in this communication in order for um, in order for things to be healthy. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Especially like unique, creative, out of the box situations. Or even conventional situations. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think that's the takeaway. I think yeah. no matter the type of relationships I get into after this, I'm just going to like demand this level of communication from any relationship I'm in because I don't after experiencing something so like clearly laid out not necessarily an end date but i just always knew where you stood and you always knew where i stood i didn't hide anything from you i didn't feel like i had to or any like and that's new as well and i don't really have an interest in going back to relationships that are hazy and unclear and gray and it's like that's just like such a waste of energy and i was already on that wave when we met because i remember when you were being around the bush a younger me would have in my head been like, what does he mean? Like, I don't know, can I? Me today was like, all right, spit the fuck out. What are you asking? What do you want? Right. What do you want? Like, mm. I don't get what you're saying. Yeah. You're the one who wants something unconventional, so you need to lay it out. I remember saying that. You did. Because I was just like, I'm not here for gray area. I don't have the time. And I feel proud of myself for doing that because I've been preaching that on this podcast. But in reality, I don't know how much I practiced it. Yeah, and practiced so finally, it. I said, You laid it out on me. <laughs> being around, you, you said exactly what you just I said. Did. I so you're the one who better. wants something unconventional, so you're the one who's got to tell me what the fuck you mean by boundaries. What is a boundary? Is that what I said? You, yeah, you call it a boundary. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to get into it. I should have wrote it down and tried to, like, you know, practice it beforehand. I didn't. <laughs> so, like, I knew kind of what it was, but I didn't have a good layout of how to bring it up. And I just wish it was more in the lexicon so that you could present it without... Because it's so easy to... Th- to present something like that, and I think people think you're just trying to rob them in one form or another. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like they just feel like they're gonna be robbed, whatever yeah. that means to them. And it's like, especially in a world of frivolousness, that like, I mean, I think people default to just like wanting sex. Right. And it's like you just want sex. Yeah. 
people said that to me for sure when I ran it by them. Not not my friends, but uh, I'm in this like Facebook group for this for listeners of one of my favorite podcasts. It's kind of a nerdy thing, but whatever. We're all in this Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of probably like five thousand women in this Facebook group. And I posted about this. I said, "Y'all, tell me if you ever heard of these shit like this." Before. <laughs> and I laid out the situation, and there was maybe like one or two people that were like, "One plot is I plot is honesty and communication." I'm like, "Okay, thank you, I do too." And two, like I get wanting something like that, but every other comment was like, "Red flag, this the fuck boy. He why doesn't he want you to date other people? He just wants to like use you for a month, blah blah." blah. And I'm like, "How's it using though? If he is being very clear, and I think maybe it's just because I know you and I like." You know, I'm a good reader of energy, as we've discussed, and I could tell you were genuine and that you weren't, you didn't have malicious intent at all, or even, so that I knew that that wasn't it, but I did feel initially, and maybe I do still feel, that you were avoiding commitment, which, you know, felt like a red flag at the time, but I also just kind of came to the conclusion that, like, whether you're avoiding commitment or not, that doesn't really change the benefit I could get from the situation, so... I kind of just chose to, if we were going to be dating long-term, that would be a red flag. But we weren't. So I was like, well, if he's afraid of commitment, I'm not asking him for commitment. So that's not my problem, I guess. And that's, yeah, that's kind of the attitude I took with it. I'm glad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's another, I don't know, that's just a random point. It's not that crazy. But, like, sometimes people won't do something that they could have an interest in just because they don't like what the other person, what their reasons are to some extent. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I told you that was the, like, fetish example. That's a weirder example with it, you know? The fetish example? Just, like, you know, I ran into a black woman who had a hard right. time dating white men because they were in their head about if the white men were fetishizing them. As Which is a real fetish. thing. Could a black man not fetishize, too? I don't it's think less likely so. Could a black man be doing it, I guess? Fetishizing a black woman? Yeah, why not? What if he only dated white women his whole life and, like, all of a sudden? Because you don't know. It's L.A. and you don't know, but you'd be more likely to believe this white dude that you just met is only looking at your skin as like a way into some fetish fantasy. Yeah. And for I think me, maybe, it's like, yeah, it's just less if you like the person and like you think there'd be fun and you're like, oh, I want some fun. Who gives a fuck? Well, I, I did exactly that <laughs> before I met you. Yeah. My last like thing I was in, I guess, quote yeah. unquote, was a white dude who exclusively dated black women. I talked about it on the podcast and I was That's like, funny. y'all, this shit is fetishy. <laughs> and I told him that I thought it was fetishy. But also, I was like, I don't really care because I don't actually like this guy. I'm not actually going to date this guy. The sex is good. So I guess I did do that, <laughs> didn't I? I just Listen. chose to overlook it. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to you enjoyed yourself. I don't think yeah. wrong with that. He wasn't great in hindsight. Yeah, everybody but... might not have a, you know, I don't know, the, the right intentions or something. Yeah. Some I people think, become yeah. doctors for status instead of because they like saving lives. It's like, do we care less if they're there and they know how to... Make your surgery happen when you're about to die. I don't. I don't care what yeah. you get into it. Hey, save I me. Guess. You know. I guess. I think it's context. I think that's where that comes in. The context of if you're being fetishized, but if you like want a relationship, that's a bad foundation for one. Sure, I agree totally. Um, and I think for me, it's about respect. That's the biggest thing. Respect is just something I repeat now because I feel like I've been disrespected. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. That's me singing it all day long. No, just because I feel like I was in relationships where I wasn't respected or didn't respect myself. And so now it's like, I can't, I can't overlook disrespect even casually because that makes me feel, I just can't even get the benefit out of it. 
if respect is, it's like a, it's like a foundational thing that I need in order to then enjoy myself, even if it's casual, even if it's a one night stand fling. And the reason I think I don't have as many one night stands is it's difficult to gauge whether someone actually has respect for you in that moment. And I do care about that. Yeah. Because that's something I just take with me. I don't care if, like, that person even ever thinks about me again. But if I think about it and just, like, feel kind of off that, like, damn, I did this with this guy who, like, really couldn't give a shit about me or my pleasure or whatever context it was. Like, I don't feel good about that afterwards for mm-hmm. myself. So I think that's that's where that comes in to play. Can I ask you, like, a hot seat question? Yeah. Are you in the hot seat? Yeah, you can ask me anything. I'm doing pretty good on time. Uh, do you feel like there's any truth to the idea that you might be avoiding pain by trying to keep your relationships short term? No. No? No. Short? Avoiding my own personal pain? Yeah, your pain. I don't think so, no. I think, if anything, it's you know, knowing I'm not dating for marriage and trying to, you know, maybe avoid other people's pain. I feel like yeah. better if it's not, if I'm not doing something for marriage and I think it can still be beneficial and all this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. There is one, as far as some connotation or relationship to pain, there's one place it rings a bell for me where it's like, yeah, if it, you know, if it's two or three months and then that's it and like it doesn't work out or whatever, I don't feel bad as bad as if, you know, if it's years, you know, if it's a year or two yeah. with somebody, especially like a woman, I'd say somehow I, I've gotten to this brain space, but it's like something like over 25 or whatever, something like that. Wherever she is in life, like don't get me wrong, anybody could be at a stage in life where they're still, you know, being crazy and not looking for anything. Right. But which understanding like, you know, like women's bodies and right. like respecting that and like not taking that for granted. Right. It's like, I will not, I will not date like a 28 year old woman for six months if I'm not really like thinking something for real with this person. You That's know what I so... mean? Whereas like if she's 22, it's just like, if she's 22, if she's 20, 20, you know what I mean? 22 and doesn't really care that much, blah, blah, blah. It's like the six months is just different. It's just different, you know? Yes, but how are you ever gonna have a guarantee that things won't end? You won't. You know, you won't. Yeah, you won't. Yeah. So how how are you gonna navigate that when Wait, you do start quote unquote dating for marriage? Uh-huh. It still could end after two years. Okay. Oh, still totally, totally likely. In fact, it's likely. Yeah. yeah, but knowing that I'm not doing that, knowing that I'm not really dating for marriage now. Yeah. It's like I don't. I'm not gonna do something long. You okay. Know? Like, not yeah. too, not, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it for that. So it's like, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't take up, up that much of that person's time. existence. That's, a, that's fair, I yeah. think. I think that's considerate. Might be. It feels avoidant. So but tell it, me, yeah, tell me what it feels like or, or what place where they might be paying. I might not be noticing it, right? I could obviously be blind to it. Where does that seem like a plausible place or an obvious place even? I think, I think. You kind of expressed it, and you mentioned something about this when we talked about it yesterday, where you kind of said, like, you don't want to end up in a space where you date someone for two years, and then it, it doesn't work out. You said something along those lines. And that, to me, felt like operating from a place of, like, fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, a, and a desire for certainty 
that you're never going to have. You're never going to get that, even if you get married. So to me, it feels, and take this with a grain of salt because I do still see the benefit in what we've done for a month, Mm -hmm. but it feels like there's no reason not to try with every relationship you're in. That's kind of, that's, I mean, that's how I view relationships and that's still how I view them. Even after this, I don't really anticipate doing more of these yeah. short-term things, at least at least ones that are predetermined. Yeah. If they end up being short-term, that's a completely different yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, um, I mean, do you, do you feel like everybody should be dating for marriage? I just don't think there's a reason to end anything prematurely. Is that a fair response to that? Maybe, it kind of answers it, but yeah, I mean, I guess maybe answer that one, maybe we can see if there, I mean, do you think everybody should be dating for marriage? I mean, it, it could easily be. That I don't you even feel know like what be. dating for marriage means, and maybe it's because I'm not in that life stage yet. Maybe I'm not dating for marriage, but I am. You think so? No, I actually don't think I am. Mm-hmm. But what what I do want is a relationship, like a lasting one, like a long term partner. Like I, I am when I meet someone that I really like. I'm not concerned about the end date past it ending prematurely. Yeah. So I do think it's interesting to kind of go through life dating with the sense of being hyper aware of the end date. I do think there's a lot you could potentially miss out on by doing that because you don't know when you meet someone if they're going to end up being someone that you can marry. Right. You don't know after our second date if I could end up being someone that you can marry, but you still, you know, made this you know, put this boundary on it, which is your absolute prerogative, and it's mine to agree to or disagree. Like, yeah. So that's its own thing, but you can't know that when you meet, first meet someone, you can't really even know it six months in to dating a twenty-eight year old. You you still won't know really. So it's just like, why try to predict that? It feels like you're trying to predict something that you really can't you heard without giving say it that? time. Like, I know, I just know the moment. Yeah, I say that about everyone I date though. And I say it on purpose so that at my wedding, everyone can stand up and be like, I remember when she said she knew uh, after the first date. <laughs> I've said that about every single person I've ever dated. So it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's really possible to predict whether something is going to end up in marriage. So the idea of dating for marriage feels a little nonsensical because that kind of feels like you're going to force something. No, I mean, it's just like... Not you, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. the phrase dating for marriage feels like if it's working out, then it's going to be marriage. And it's like, someone not, might not be the right person yeah. to marry. Yeah, divorce happens too, right? Like, divorce happens all the time. Yeah, so like for sure. I, uh, yeah. You know? Totally, totally. I mean, that makes the whole thing a very complicated space to frame. Yeah. You know? Like, it's quite a... I think like... Uh, and it's something that I've noticed men and women address very differently. Okay. Because yeah, I think women, a lot of times fall into the camp I'm describing of like, it's not that we're dating for marriage, but we're also not just trying to end shit prematurely. Why can't we just date? Why can't we just date till it doesn't work out anymore? Till the fucking wheels fall off. Why can't, why isn't that the attitude towards dating? That, that's how I think a lot of women feel. And then we are kind of presented with these men like yourself who are hey. very concerned with something lasting a long time yeah. from the get go. It's yeah. almost like the crazy quote unquote that men talk about from women. It's almost crazier for someone to show up after date two and say, I'm not, I uh, just don't have it in me for a long-term commitment right now. And it's like, who said this is going to last a long time? We just met right. a week ago. 
what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. And it's like that men do that all the time. Yeah, we do. And women are always just kind of like, the fuck? Why wouldn't we just date until it doesn't work? And it's just like a very different mentality when it comes to dating, which I think makes it really difficult if you don't have very good communication. If you don't have good communication. Yeah. Anyway, you were going to say something. I interrupted. I'm not sure. No. Um, I mean, it was some complicated trail of trying to define when the dating for marriage thing will change over. Something like that. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be that clear. That's my prediction for you. I don't think it's going to be very clear to you mm-hmm. when that shift happens. I feel like it will, personally, but I mean, this sort of goes back to me and my career and that sort of false claim. Like, it's been, like, explained to me away in some sense, but I still feel it, you know, and I still feel like I want to be way more embodied in my career and, like, and then grow and see who's around then, you know? Yeah. Like, where am I at then? Yeah. What are things like then? Like, yeah, man. Yeah. That's what y'all all want. Definitely. And, and like, and don't be wrong, like, I like what we just had, and more of those sound good with more people. Like, that's so, you know, that's that sounds great to me, right? Like, excuse me, I'm unique. I'm you, one of you my are, kind. You are. You won't you have are anything a, like this ever. I will never yeah. have anything Don't like you this. forget it. I will never have anything like this, <laughs> you know? But, like, that's the, I don't know, the Sandra Gatherer in me or something, you know? Mm. I don't know. Genghis Khan, fucking <laughs> right. There's some force like that that's like at work that's beyond me by a long shot. That's older than me by a long yeah. shot. That's you know, I think part of the way that uh, I think part of the way we love, at least to some extent, is embedded in these ancient ways of you know procreation and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, a reptile brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All that shit. So it's like that's in me for sure, yeah. and I can make sense of it to some extent. I'm like, yeah, like, blah, blah, right? It's like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We have a few minutes left. Okay. You got any other questions for me? Yes. Oh, you're ready. I am ready. No, so I'm a great host. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, great host. What are you taking with you from this month? We just got together. Okay. Um, I mean, within the experience, there's physical stuff. Obviously, the art that you did was yeah. awesome. The it maybe you might get more specific, but I'll answer a little bit. Maybe you can, you can get as specific as you like. Um, we don't actually have a time limit. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, our experiences, the the perspectives you gave me on life, right, mm-hmm. and just like all these different views of things. You know, um, I think all the stuff we shared. We did a lot of content swapping. We did. A lot of music. Movies. Yeah, just like all that stuff and like Thought cultural leaders. stuff. Yeah. And like even just interacting with your friends and like mm-hmm. seeing parts of the world like that. You know, as a creative, you know, those stories as the creative or romance is very powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very powerful experience. Yeah. You're gonna write a character based on me. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. She better be cool as fuck. She is. She has no choice but to be. Better be. Based on you. Ah, uh, um, that's sweet. I've had our experiences. Uh, you you know, we've had some drug experiences. Yes, we did. Oh, we got to talk about that. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. sure you're We're absolutely talking about that. Okay. So we did LSD a few days ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I almost died. Y'all. Oh, my God. I took... Uh, too much on an empty stomach, and that shit fucked my shit up. We were supposed to have like a lovely experience where we like went to the park, 
but I ended up talking to myself in the shower for a good two hours, just about. Time was not a thing, so I'm not positive, but it seems like it was about two hours I was in the shower, muttering to myself about the fabric of the universe, um, the existence of time. I was convinced nothing was real. And a lot of a lot of crazy shit ensued. I want to... Avatar. Oh, yeah. I was talking about... I just I thought I wasn't real. So I kept having to remind myself of like the basic elements of, of the universe to like remind myself what I was made of. So I kept saying, like, earth, fire, air, water, and then I go, Avatar. <laughs> I'm not an Avatar, you guys. That shit was crazy. But yeah, let's talk, that was a very... Um, that was a bonding experience, mm-hmm. I think. Unless you're like, get away from me after that. No, no. I really great. lost my shit. It was shit. the first time I've done that. And the first time for psychedelics, generally, the week, yeah. the week before. Yeah, the week before we did shrooms. Yeah, so all that. Which was, was much less intense. Yeah, watched Hamilton. But we, yeah, we listened to Hamilton, the musical, which honestly hits, it, it kind of slaps on shrooms. I, I would recommend. I didn't necessarily want to spend my trip listening to Hamilton, but since I was, I was like, all right, this is enjoyable. Um, but yeah, continue. Your first no, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was my first experience with psychedelics, both of those. So I'll take that with me. Obviously yes. that's like huge for me. Like, yeah, no, I always wanted to, and I was very much ready to for the last few years. But one, I had a big creative project that I was just supposed to be doing like last March mm. and I had the opportunity came up. It's like, you want to do the DMT? And I was like, wow, oh, here we go. Yes. Cause it's like 15 minutes. Even yeah. It feels like more. Right. So I was like, this could be quick and easy, but I didn't want to like have whatever, brain epiphanies come from that that might change you up in drastic ways happened yeah. to me right before like i was clicking on all cylinders walking into a big creative project oh yeah that was like i'm doing good things are working good i don't want to risk i don't want to risk yeah you know, i don't want to risk a big personality change right before that so anyway i never got around to it and i finally did with you so you introduced me to both of those for the first time wow and, um, i showed you drugs i'm such a good influence <laughs> Took me to marches. Uh, we went to marches together. Yeah. I'm taking those experiences with me to the grave as well. The historic experiences Absolutely. of marching for you know, Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on here in the, and around the world. This whole global event that happened in the middle of the pandemic, like, in the middle of what? this uprising, and and like crazy, you know, yeah. George Floyd, all that stuff. So, yeah, that's a lot to be taken with me as well. Um, and yeah, you and just like who you are and experiencing you. As an individual, and um, I don't know, that's a whole, you know, island of things to unravel and discover. But like, I think you know, one thing I thought about earlier too was just like, you know, you had talked about how the intimate relationship in your life is this principle. You know, it's like that number one Mm -hmm. most value, like the career over like this thing. Yeah. No. And I thought about for a second anyway how for three years or however long that recovery was, that was actually the the actual relationship was that you know like that space of intimate relationship instead yeah. of it being with an individual it was with the uh, recovery from the breakup yeah yeah you know? and it's like i don't know there's there, i think there's just something there of like envisioning that and like being able to say like okay this is the most important relationship in my life how long am i willing to spend it in the aftermath of something else you know yeah. versus like okay oh, that's interesting uh, this is what i'm gonna be doing my life is like it's time for me to you know get back out there whatever and like mm-hmm. start experiencing and, 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 and like find you know where the, the the place where this is going to start moving in stride yeah you know and it's like yeah where that's do you go when you're not quite ready 
to put people there, but like it's like you oh, all do yourself. Serendipitousness will happen, or yeah. Yeah, I'm just talking about like dating for marriage or not. Oh yeah, versus like that intimate space. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to you know find somebody now that I'm gonna keep going with you know for the rest That's of the fair. thing yet. It's like eh, they make great people and they can be fucking awesome people. Like I've met plenty of people who I could marry and see myself with marriage. Well, you know what I mean? Like, but you lucky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> women are great. So. Women are so much better. They're so much better. God so. damn it. It doesn't take me that long because, like, I don't know. Well, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, you're super fun, but it's like, you can, you know, you figure you can live with it, you know, as long as, like, some weird skeletons don't come out a year later. What do you, what do you really get between, you know, four months? I mean, I guess living with somebody really exacerbates that. Right. And puts you in a different mode. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting frame to think about, though. Like, if this is going to be my most intimate relationship of life, am I willing to, give up another year, two years, whatever, six months, with it being in the aftermath of the last thing versus, like, looking forward to the next thing, you know? That's very interesting. I feel like, for me at least, not dating for two years, part of that was just holding on to a relationship that was over, but I didn't want it to be. So that's one thing. Had I let that go... There would have been a recovery period, but it wouldn't have lasted nearly as long. So that's definitely true. But I think what I really needed to do was spend time getting to know myself. And, like, I just got forced into it pretty much. Like, it wasn't... Initially, it wasn't something I chose. Like, it wasn't something I wanted. I did not want to spend all this time alone with myself. But really, the the pandemic hit. And then I was literally by myself and fucking thrived. And I was like, oh... I'm great. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Imagine you. thriving, spending time with you. That's what happened to me. Oh, that was really nice. But I didn't expect it. I expected the complete opposite. I expected it to completely fall apart. And I think the 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 realization from that was that all the like heartache I thought I was experiencing and I was experiencing was also me learning how to be by myself and like learning how to figure out what I like to do. And just like how to fill my time if I wasn't going to be giving it to someone else. And I think now I can be in healthier relationships because I know to protect that. Like I'm not going to fuck up my peace. I think that's why like when you leave, I don't think I'm going to talk to you for a while. I'm going to miss you a lot. And younger me would be like, I miss him. I'm going to call him. I'm going to text him. I need to talk to him. But me today is like, that's going to disrupt my peace. And that is actually the most important thing. And then relationships. I, I concur with that. Yeah. Like my your own personal peace and right. how you can cultivate your own garden of pieces. Absolutely. Essential. That's and that's number one. New for me to be able to grasp. That was Ooh, important. Yeah. I don't think I could have been in any more relationships until I learned that. I knew that. So and that's part of why I wasn't dating, because I was like, I'm just going like I'm I haven't grasped this yet. I'm just going to do the same shit again. It's yeah. not going to be good. Yeah. So I need to fucking figure that this respect, out. That self-respect, that self-peace, yes. that all of that. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like that blossoming that we always talk about. Blossoming. To a woman. It's really lovely to see. It's great. You're so sweet. I think about, um, I think about sex. Mm. This is a sex, sex podcast. We haven't talked anything about sex. We talked about go. relationships. It's a sex and relationship podcast. Drivel. I They want to hear about it. No, no. I was just thinking, like you said, takeaways too. Dirty talk. Oh yes, that's a big thing for you. Did I introduce you to that? Yes, I would oh. say that. Yeah, I definitely like have a. Yeah, that was not something I was used to doing 
as much and being very vocal and all yeah. that stuff and you demand that um, <laughs> or do. like you really like it so it's like <laughs> i'm aggressive be, about it yeah if you want to be this is guys this tell is not what i sound like oh my god this is so rude okay you definitely um encourage it yes and, I like um, it mostly, and like it a little rough, a little. You're already like pretty aggressive and and rough and dominant, which I like and need. So, the dirty talk was just a nice added bonus, and that I could could show you that. Yeah, yeah. that was a wave of calm. What is this? Are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of like the only the, the the way it makes the most sense to me is like daddy vibes, I guess. Oh, you do have daddy vibes. Which is so funny to me. Is like, it? I would say that was that was cultivated a lot more here too. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'm into it. So I appreciate that too. Not everyone can be daddy. Yeah. So I appreciate you uh, coaxing that out of me here. But there's a place where it happens where your energy shifts and like all of a sudden, even you can go from being great sex and like, you know, a boy having great sex versus like, you know, having the command of daddy and the, the yeah. patience and the calm and the, mm -hmm. you know, like the assertiveness. Like I, I've even done like, the slapping, you know, like I've had, a, you know, safe word people. Yeah. I've had to have safe words with, right? Ooh. And so I've like, that's fun. You know, you'll fuck somebody they want. You know, they'll slap you in the face and like choke them. Should and, we have had a safe word for I mean, all that shit we're doing? No, we were good. We were fine. <laughs> yeah, I, we, I we never needed one. Far. But those people wanted you to go far. Okay. They're Interesting. Like, until they fucking say that shit. Mm. It's like pineapple. It's like, all right, now you're dead, basically. They're basically dead. Why is pineapple everyone's go to work? I just know it's very No, popular. but I had that. Oh, is it popular? Yeah, it's popular. Okay, I was going to say, I've heard that. Yeah. I haven't used it as a safe word. But that was my word. When one of my best friends out here, I told him when the pandemic hit, I was like, if shit starts going south, I'm texting you the word pineapple. That means you have 30 minutes to pack your shit. We're driving to Ohio. <laughs> like, I, I was like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And pineapple's the word. That's so funny. That's so Yeah, random. so like, that was aggressive. Luckily, people. that didn't happen. And I feel like, you know, so I was doing that for them because mm. that's what they wanted. And that helped me to cultivate that energy. And that was fine. But, but there's a difference from even doing something like that and being aggressive and then having this, like I said, this calm sort of like controlled daddy vibe. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to differentiate it. But yeah. There's like, you know. Well, you did it very well. Yeah. So. I, I couldn't tell you were new to any of that. I got to very much flex that out with you because you loved it so much. Yeah. You're very much that you love it. <laughs> and I like it too. Like, I, I right. think it can be my default. My, my default is to be the, you know, play the part. Just play the part. Oh, play okay. Part. It's like whatever people like. Hmm. I like to, I like to, That's I, good. I like women to come when they yeah. have sex with me. <laughs> that's like, nice. I like when I have a good time. That's really great like, of it's you. It's pretty easy for me to come. Like, it doesn't take much. I'm a guy. It's right. just like, mm -hmm. and there it is. It's like, yeah. So it doesn't take much. So yeah, I mean, that's the fun for me. It's like, yeah, you know. So yeah, I'm accommodating. I, I shift a lot. Like you know, when that person asked me to be all, and you, I could, it was not hard to notice that you wanted aggressive. So yeah, yeah. Very, I'm very submissive. I, I think it's to a fault. I kind of want. Part of me kind of wishes I would have known that about you earlier because maybe i could have attempted more dominance i feel like i should practice i don't know it feels like there's something missing maybe from my uh repertoire you have dominant moments for sure though you oh. definitely have a dominant okay. inside you. Right. You have moments where you like grab and like and demand sometimes like that's true you like, well because to be submissive you're really the one in charge yeah if you're doing it right so it's less about knowing how to ask for shit but i just i don't know
Yeah, sometimes you're like, yeah, I want to try to eat this. Yeah. And then you'll be like, fuck me like this. Like, yeah, right that's after. true. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, my bad. It's like, what do you want? And then it's like, well, yeah, fuck well, me like this. Sometimes you don't. And it's like, sometimes, never mind. I realize, like, never mind, I want some more. <laughs> it's like, actually, I don't care. I want it. Like, I want this for this for now. It's like, all right. Yeah. Right, baby, that's what you want. You got it. Yeah. You know? So like, yeah, even within you, you have your dominant moments for sure. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so that's cool. You do all right. I do all right. Yeah, I mean, like as far as like practicing dominance. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 You're pretty good at. It. You got dominance. Okay, right. I'll take I mean, it. I'm sure you could uh, step it up if you really want to be like a, you know, what are they? A, a dominatrix. Dom, a dom. Yeah, and have a sub. I feel like that would make me uncomfortable. But yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll attempt. All of that. Any other questions here? I mean, I think I think we've covered it enough. <laughs> we could keep talking for a very really long, way longer. Yeah, we do have really, really good conversations. I will take that with me as well. That's when I know I could attempt this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because our first date, what we were talking about, like what happens when you die, mm -hmm. like, and not only, not even like at the end of the first date. That was like in the first hour yeah. that came up. But that's like, I feel like that's your personality so much bringing that out and i was like just excited to be able to converse with someone so smart and like yeah ditto ditto <laughs> just cuts that part out like, get the fuck out you can fucking leave this was really cool bye now we're just doing like inside jokes and no one even knows what we're talking about anymore um no well okay well for this month i will take um your attitude of your growth mindset, I'm going to try to maintain that. You brought that out of me. You encouraged that of me. I remember at first I was a little bit uh, resistant. I felt resistance to you encouraging me to grow. And I was like, what the fuck does this guy think he is? Like, trying to change me? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you care about me, so you wanted me to, you know, grow and improve just like you want yourself to grow and improve. So I hope I can keep that with me. Okay. Yes, no I hope, can. No, try. no hope, no Those try. Words. I'm gonna do it. You, um, you have a lot of patience, and you uh, go through life without judgments, which I think is beautiful. And I want to keep that mentality too. I've never met anyone that's quite like mastered it the way you have to not judge people. Interesting. What do you? How did you figure that? You told me that. You told me something about you heard a talk or something someone i don't know you watched a lot of ted he watched sure. a lot of ted talks mm -hmm. he told me that you just like heard a concept about not judging the people you love and like not operating from a place of judgment ever i think it was when you were like my room's like always fucking messy and you like mentioned something about it and i felt very judged and i like expressed that i felt judged and you're like there's absolutely no judgment mm -hmm. and that's when you explained it to me and i like that mentality a lot so i think i'm gonna try to take that with me yeah do your best. Yeah. Do your best to take it. Absolutely. Just knowing, you know, what I need, what I'm worth. You took very good care of me for a month. And uh, that's what I'm going to require going forward. And the memories. This is this is iconic. This it's is iconic. an iconic month. This is it. Yeah. We just can't touch us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take this podcast with us. Yes. We're going to get to have this. All right. I think this is a good close. Brilliant. I love Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. For, Thank you for agreeing me. to be on the podcast. Yes. Thank this you is for amazing. having me bad sex. No bad sex. Good here. example of good sex. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of the Bad Sex Podcast. I will talk to you guys sometime in the future. I don't even know when. All right. Bye.